Hey, Story Pillar friends. It's me, Meg. Grownups, if you and your family love stories as much as Sneak Bean and I love stories, definitely check out our new pod friend, the Kids Stories Podcast. Join host Phil Bechtel for adventurous tales chock full of ninjas, wizards, dragons, fart jokes, and of course, cats that know karate. Whether you like high fantasy, science fiction, or just enjoy laughing your face off, tune in to the Kids Stories Podcast wherever you love listening. And check out kidsstoriespodcast.com for more information. Also, grown-ups, while we're off finding new stories and sticky situations for Season 3, we want to know what your family wants to hear each Monday we're away. If you or your kids have a favorite story from Season 2, email us at info at storypillar.com, subject line, Season 2 Story Replays. And last but not least, we're in the running for a Sonic Bloom People's Choice Podcast Award. Hooray! <laughs> Head to the voting link in the episode notes by uh, today, <laughs> January 15th, 2024, and help us win. Okay, ready for the show? Hey, Story Pillar friends. It's me, Meg. Uh, Sneak and Bean are at school right now. Um, but giant chickens don't really go to school. Yet. <laughs> so, Sparky's here keeping me company. <laughs> Thanks for joining us for what we're calling Story Sips. A delish-tastic, hot, chocolatey taste of Story Pillar to tide your ears over until season three. Oh, no, Sparky, uh, not actual hot chocolate? No, I, I won't pour hot liquid on your head. It's just a cute name. Okay, I think we're good. <laughs> this week's story sip is Stand Tall and Samba from episode 2.4. Okay, Sparky, got your actual hot chocolate? Okay, and your cheesy worm doodles? All right, here we go. Stand Tall and Samba by Molly Murphy. Adapted from How the Hen Got Her Speckles by Elsie Spicer Elves. If you ever needed to find Beatriz Cordozo Silva, all you had to do was hike into the lush rainforest she called home. She'd likely be there, losing track of time wandering underneath the cacao trees and chatting with the colorful toucans. Beatriz was easy to spot. She was dressed in the clothes of an explorer, with binoculars around her neck and a bright white feather tucked behind her ear. Her head was always bent over her well-worn journal as she wrote about the tamarind monkeys and their silly gray mustaches and sketched the spiraling ferns that thrived in the shade. Beatriz dreamt of becoming a plant scientist, or as they're more officially known, a botanist. More than anything, she wished to spread her love of nature across the kingdom. But when she stepped too far from the path that she knew, all she wanted to do was curl up until she was as tiny as an acai berry. Once, she stumbled on a small plant in a dark corner of the forest that was fern-like and bright green with many leaves outstretched and giving her a friendly wave. She waved back gleefully and squatted down into the earth ready to take in every detail of her new friend. But as she got closer, its leaves recoiled nervously, unsure of the curious young girl staring in its direction. 
it looked just as anxious as Beatriz did when she was face to face with something new. Oh, I know how you feel. Beatriz gently scooped up the plant. But this song always makes me feel better, so maybe it'll help you too. When you're planting seeds of doubt, think the sun might not come out. Remember that just as you are, you're a bright and shining star. And even if you do forget, don't you worry, don't you fret, 'cause I'll tell you you're the best. And put those worries right to rest. As Beatriz sang, the plant swayed and opened up one of its drooping leaves, and then another, until eventually it was dancing a little samba and sparkling like a night sky filled with stars. Beatriz's heart thudded excitedly. She was sure that everyone could relate to this plant. How it folded and drooped with doubt, but that with just a little love and encouragement revealed its own special magic. By evening, she had made a very important decision. I'll take you to the king, she proclaimed, eyes shining with pride. You're too amazing not to show the world. And so Beatriz nestled the plant into a handwoven basket. She took a deep breath. <sighs> Hummed herself a little samba for an extra dose of confidence, then waved goodbye to the tamarinds and cacao trees and set off on her quest. After half a day's travel to the king's castle, she suddenly heard a jolly-sounding voice ring out from the bough of a tree. Beatrice, yoo-hoo! It's mighty good to see you again. Who's there? It's Porco. Hey, tu ben? Beatriz looked into the tree and saw a prickly brown porcupine staring back. Where are you off to? I've never seen you this far from your forest. Oh, I am going to show this plant to the king. Porco climbed down onto Beatriz's shoulder, and she lifted the basket lid. <gasps> I wanna come, Beatriz. You do? <laughs> See, Claude. Remember when I was feeling down about how most people don't like my pokey little spines? You told me I was a shining star. <laughs> That's what friends are for, right? Beatrice added. Yes. Now I want to help you on your epic quest. That's also what friends are for, now. Mm-hmm. Please come, Porco. Beatrice buzzed happily, <laughs> and the two walked on together for another few hours, hopping across massive lily pads and squeezing through walls of hanging vines. Do you know what that tree is called, Porco? Beatrice asked, a wide grin spreading across her face. <gasps> oh, I know, a bubble tree, right? 
Porco said triumphantly. Beatriz giggled. <laughs> I wish, but that's a rubber tree, Porco. Eh, close enough. Now? <laughs> Porco and Beatriz were still giggling when they heard another squeaking voice coming from the ground. I want to come too. Wait for me. Beatriz almost missed the frog that was hopping after them. She was about the size of Beatriz's thumb, but her bright orange color and shouts gave her away. Beatriz, it's me sapo. Remember when I got lost near that river? <gasps> I got so nervous. But then we sang together. Beatriz scooped the frog onto her finger, looking into Sapo's big, bulbous eyes. When you're planting seeds of doubt, think this on might not come out. Remember that just as you are, you're a bright and shining star. And even if you do forget it Don't you worry, don't you fret Cause I'll tell you you're the best And put those worries right to rest Beatriz, Porco and Sapo finished together you can come along, Sapo, Beatrice exclaimed. Now, let me tell you both about how cool the rubber tree is. First, you have to reel a little fun. The three travelers chatted merrily through the rest of the day until they found themselves settled around a roaring campfire. Beatrice was cooking her friends a hearty dinner when she noticed a large shadow cast around her. She instantly folded up in fear as the shadow approached, but a scarlet macaw flew into the light before she and her friends could retreat. <gasps> Holy bananas! Sorry to ruffle your feathers. It's just me, Ara. You scared the spines off of us, Ara? <laughs> Ara squawked apologetically. It's just that one time when my wing was hurt, Beatrice helped me fly again. <gasps> she sang me that song she's always singing. You know they won. <gasps> when you're planting seeds of doubt, think this All of the animals gathered around the fire began to hum Beatrice's tune. <laughs> better, I thought I'd help you bring your magical plant to the king. Of course, Ara. I would love for you to come along. And so, with the magical plant in tow, <laughs> Beatriz, Porco, Sapo, and Ara walked, ran, climbed, and forged their way to the king. They trudged under the mangroves, hashed through fields of swaying grass, and visited farms where the tilled land stretched farther than the eye could see. After a week of travel, they arrived at the foot of the castle, and Beatriz hesitated at the towering stone walls that were crawling with vines. She found that she'd suddenly lost the strength to move forward that one final step. She began folding up and noticed her plant fold up with her, both of them losing a bit of sparkle and courage. Porco, Sapo, and Ara all shared a knowing look and then jumped into action. 
Porco bristled his spines in rhythm. Sapo croaked melodically. Ara sang triumphantly. Your bright and shining star. Beatrice finished with a flourish and went right to a castle guard. I want to speak to the king to, to bring him a magic gift. She puffed out her chest, meeting the guard's eyes with as much confidence as she could muster. The guard turned and disappeared into the massive castle, and Beatriz was led inside a room filled with tall columns and colorful banners emblazoned with the crest of the royal family. Her footsteps echoed as she took the seemingly endless walk to the throne. And what gift do you bring me today? The king demanded. Uh, I come from the rainforest where I found the most magical plant I've ever seen. Look! Beatrice pulled the plant out of the basket and gasped. <gasps> All of its leaves were hanging in the most dejected droop yet. She couldn't help but fold herself up yet again, her hands balled into fists and head spinning. What was I thinking? I don't belong in a king's castle. Ugh. How dare you come to my castle and offer me this pitiful plant? The king exploded from his throne. <clears throat> it, it just gets scared sometimes. Beatrice's face flushed red and she grew even smaller than she knew was possible. Guards, ring up. The king called for his guards. But as they closed in, Ara swooped. Beatrice shines brighter than fire. Beatrice looked over at her friend and couldn't help but stand taller. Down at her feet, a few stars appeared on the edges of the plant's leaves. She's stronger than the mightiest river. <laughs> Sapo added. Beatrice started to smile, and the glittering plant continued to stretch out its leaves. And she is kinder than the gentlest rainforest breeze. <laughs> Porco called out from Beatrice's feet, where the plant also began to sway as if wind blew through the room. Porco, Sapo, and Ara gathered around Beatrice and sang the final verse of her very special samba together. And even if you do forget don't you worry, don't you fret. As they sang, Beatrice fully unfurled and looked up at the king. Look, she urged and smiled in the direction of the softly twinkling plant. The king's furled brows shot up in amazement. Magic fizzed around the throne, the columns, and the banners gilding them all with golden light. And just when Beatrice thought the plant had truly outdone itself, small pink flowers burst from its stems like fireworks. The plant was even more beautiful than the day she had found it. The king's mouth hung open in shock <gasps> as Beatrice picked up her dancing plant and joined right in with her own celebratory samba. <laughs> we did it! She hugged the plant and twirled. And all of Beatrice's companions, even the king, leapt, spun, and boogied as they gleefully sang along. The end. So, what do you think, Sparky? Two thumbs up? Oh, three thumbs. Wait, do giant chickens even have thumbs? 
They have the same number of thumbs as regular chickens? Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> However many thumbs you have, thanks for joining us for this week's Story Sip. Grown-ups, don't forget to send us an email at info at storypillar.com subject line season 2 story replays. If you or your family have a favorite story you want to hear before we're back from break, and don't forget to head to the Sonic Bloom People's Choice voting link in the episode notes. Okay, Sparky, ready to say goodbye? <laughs> Bye. We miss you.